Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. We're live. Oh, we are live. We are live. I've got my new software with stuff. Hold on a minute. That's stuff going on the bottom. That shouldn't be there. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Look at this. And I've got a webcam set up. Using my professional mic. Hope the mic's working. Mic number one. Mic number one. Is the mic working? I did a webinar using this mic i've got to look over there now using this mic and it wasn't working for about 20 minutes and then someone said on the comments there's no audio so i hope this pro mic that i've got here pro school mic is working um so i'm hoping that there will be please tell me if the mic's not working or okay write a note yeah um so we've got some questions today um we've got a question about autoimmune diseases and we've got a and breast implants we've got a question shona hughes is on look at that you see i've got the i don't know can you see I've got it. I can hear you. I was just about to say, is the mic working? I was just about to say, and Shona, and watch this. Do you see that? Hello from Turin, Italy. Could you see that on the screen? Now, this um, is my new software. I'm going to go like that, and I say that Shona can hear me fine. So this is what I'm talking about. This is a proper, you know, we're proper live q a here so i'm going to hide that you know this can see and hear you fine i can have comments showing on screen gone are the days where i do the broadcast i come off and there's all these comments that i've totally missed and then i have to like last week i have to go back on again and um i've had to like answer the comments afterwards the comments are whole they're whole here they're whole here and I'm seeing them and it's all and and in case you didn't know, oh, I meant to put this on at the beginning. I put the wrong one on the beginning. In case you didn't know what this is. Hmm? Live. Oh, I've got live Q&A with plastic surgeon. What's that? How often is it? Well, I'll tell you how often it is. It's every Tuesday at 7 p.m. That's when it is. This is the new level of what we're going to here proper you know get that off the screen proper q a situation here so if anyone's got any comments uh please do comment but also if you have any questions you can ask me straight on i've got some questions there was there was three and i've got another one and i can't remember what the third one autoimmune disease and breast implants local anesthetic and general anesthetic and starving and things what was the other one oh man what was the other one Anyway, I'll try and get the other one. Um, 
it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Uh, I'm also going to answer a question that I've just got from a patient who, uh, uh, not a patient, a chap who has inquired about uh, dents following his kind of capacity. He's inquired before and uh, he's just done. I can't hold on a minute. Wait a minute. I can't see your video and you can't see my video. Oh my God. Am I audio only? Hold on a minute. Having said that, Shona can see and hear fine. Right. So, Anto, it's not Antoine, is it? It's Antonietta. Antonietta, you can't see my video. What can I say? Um, if anyone else can see video, can anyone else see video or not see video? Ooh, so, so proud of this new software, but you can see, oh, I've got to sort out the background, haven't I? Oh, God, you can see all those toner cartridges and, oh, the fuse box. Oh, I haven't thought this through. The fuse box is, how do we get the fuse box out? And then you see, oh, God, the filing cabinet. Oh, let me see the, right. Anyway, we'll work at, we'll work. Anyway. Um, Antonietta. Shona can hear and see me fine. Antonietta, you don't need to see me because it's a bit of a not very good background, uh, Antonietta. So what I'm going to say is if you can't see me, I'm sorry about that. I'll try and sort that out for next week. I'm not sure what I'm going to do about that, but I'll try and sort that out. There's my camera there. My camera number one. We're on camera one. Try and sort that out next week. And um, But just yeah, the hearing is the main thing. So, Right, let's get into this because this is, you know what else I'm going to say? I'm going to say, you can't see this, but look at that. Scrolling through. Please comment and share. Please comment and share. Hmm? That is cool. Uh, is it just me? I think this is great. I love it. Maybe it is just me. Um, I'm going to get that third question here. Oh, that's right. The big tattoo. The chat with the big tattoo. That's right. That was the third one. Right. So question number one, question number one, autoimmunities. Right, we've got this, the patient has seen another doctor. I've not, I don't think I've seen this patient at all, but anyway, she's seen someone, I can get that off now, that comment and share thing, seen someone who has, um, uh, she's thinking about breast implants and she is worried about autoimmune diseases because she's read a lot on the internet about autoimmune diseases and breast implants. And the answer to that is greetings, Kirsten. Look at that. Kirsten says greetings. And I say greetings back because I am well, I'm all over these comments, all over them. Not like usual. Um, uh, breast implants and autoimmune disease. So, Basically, the thing is that years ago in America, a lot of people came forward and said that these implants made them feel ill. They started to get rheumatoid arthritis. They got SLE and all these connective tissue diseases. And they said it was due to the implants. And so they took implants off the market in America for a long time. Um, they, they removed silicone breast implants off the market because they thought they made you ill. They've done some massive studies and they've shown no connection between silicone implants and autoimmune diseases. So they're back on the market in America. We've always used them in Europe um, and we um, have, haven't stopped using them for a long time in America. They couldn't use them. So they use saline implants. They still use quite a few saline implants in, in America. But in this country, we don't really use saline implants because silicone implants um, uh, have got quite a few benefits, which we can talk about. Maybe another one. Maybe talk about that if you want, but over saline. But anyway, um, 
having said that, this person saying, yeah, but, you know, this doctor's saying there's no link and all this. And I've heard from all these people who, you know, saying that they've made them ill and they've had them removed and they feel better. I have to say there are people out there who have say that the implants made them feel ill and they feel better when the implants are removed. So that is a fact. Those people exist. Um, but at the same time, I have to say there's no scientific link between implants and autoimmune diseases. But that doesn't mean there isn't one. It just means we haven't found one. So we feel that they are safe to use. Do we still use them? And the people who have this illness and feel unwell are in a vast minority. Uh, there's a huge amount of people out there with implants in. And when they've done the studies, they said, look, it just so happens that some people will get ill at some time. And if you put enough breast implants in, that illness will coincide with the timing of the breast implants. And it's not necessarily due to the breast implants, although the patient feels that it's due to the breast implants because it happened just after they had the breast implants in. But there's no evidence for it. It is what we call anecdotal evidence. When you speak to someone and they say, oh, yeah, I had implants in and I felt ill. Therefore, the implants were causing that. Anecdotal evidence is not scientific, um, but I'm not saying you should discard it. At the end of the day, you've got to make a decision on whether implants is right for you. And so you need to weigh up the pros and cons. You've got to think of what the pros are to you uh, of having implants versus the cons of this autoimmune thing that you're worried about and make a decision. So, yeah, um, there's no evidence for it, but that doesn't mean it doesn't. it's not there. Um, hope that's helpful. Um, question number one. You know what? I could have, you know what I can do? I can say auto... In, oops, immune. I should have done this before I answered the question um, because check this out like that hmm? pretty cool that's question number one what's question number two you're saying to me and I'm saying to you that is local anaesthetic and general anaesthetic okay so we're going to hide that and then for those of you who are not uh, hi Terry I'm going to do this to you Terry I'm going to say big up yourself and yeah i hope you're doing well terry good to see you here and what's that you say what's the next question well i'll tell you what the next question is i could have actually typed these before but anyway it's early days it's early days this is new technology and it is all very exciting local anesthetic versus general anesthetic is your question and for those of you who are not on audio because i know you're out there that's what the question is okay so, evening. So can I do that? Can I show that to the people? Yes, I can. And then can I show that to Terry saying yes? Maybe I don't have to show all these comments. But oh, where's, oh, where's the... I've lost the localisatic thing that I put. Anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Oh, I was going to keep that out while I, while I can do this. I've got a plethora of smileys. What's that? Oh, no, sorry, that's an unhappy one. Uh, anyway, there is, um, we've got a patient who actually came this morning. Oh, smileys has gone wrong. Uh, hide, hide. Right, the patient who came this morning who was having a general anesthetic, sorry, a local anesthetic case. That's better. Uh, oh, look, Terry's put some in. Nice one, Terry. Right, who's having a local anesthetic case. <laughs> I'm not so sure about this software. Maybe it's a bit distracting. What do I want you to do? I'll tell you what I want you to do. I want you to do that. Please comment and share. Look at that. 
patient came this morning who had been starved for a local anesthetic case and he was really hungry and he and he um and he wanted to know uh kate odell look at that yes live question live question oh my god that was in delivery oh my god right um kate legend i'm gonna hide that and i'm gonna answer it in a minute as if you asked it in a minute because I'm going to do the local anaesthetic general anaesthetic one, but that is Kate. If I could, I can't like actually, I can't like, I don't think, because on the other one, I could like the comment, even though I didn't often see it, but when I did see it, I could like it anyway. Local anaesthetic and general anaesthetic. Um, right, so this everything we do at the clinic, because this was at the clinic, is a local anaesthetic, which means you're totally awake and it's injection in the area, whatever the area is, you're awake and the uh, anesthetic and goes in local in, in where it, it is general anesthetic is when you put to sleep so you're um he's gone i didn't hear him knock on the door he's done the delivery um local general anesthetic is where you put to sleep general anesthetic you need to be starved for you need to be six hours pre-operatively you need to be starved so if it's a morning case you normally start from the night before if it's an afternoon case you start from light early breakfast in the morning six hours pre-op Often people will, uh, the anaesthetist will let you drink clear fluids for up to two hours before. Um, clear fluids means something you can see through, so a cup of tea is no good. Sometimes say black tea is all right, but you can sort of see through that. But anyway, no milk, definitely. But anyway, milk, if you have milk with your tea, it's like a meal. Well, the anaesthetist calls it like a meal. So, um, yeah, clear fluids, for two, so basically water. Keep it simple for two hours beforehand, but you've got to check with your anaesthetist. That's what we do, but other people are all different. Um, the reason for that is because on an empty stomach, because in case you're sick and things, when you do the anaesthetic, they don't want you being sick and not finishing all of this, but being sick and going into the, you know, into your lungs, inhaling the sick. Um, anyway, um, you know, you know, that just sounds. God, I do it. That just sounds miserable, doesn't it? Is that a miserable one? No, it's a sweaty one. Anyway, um, okay. <laughs> So, if it's so pure local anaesthetic, you can eat and drink normally. If it's something at the clinic, it'll be a local anaesthetic. Um, oh my god, live question! Oh my god, I've got another live question from Shona. Shona, you did a live comment earlier, also grew up there, when I did that pre Facebook thing, which I wasn't using this thing, so I couldn't put it up. But I thought, wow, I was only on it for like a minute, and you did a live thing, so um, big up yourself. Before so, so um, Shona, I'm going to answer that question definitely. Um, so local anaesthetic, you can do normal, eat and drink normally. General anaesthetic, six hours before for food. And then you can often drink clear fluids up to two hours before. But that thing you should check with your anaesthetist or check with your doctor. Um, uh, oh yeah, and in between there, you've got local anaesthetic with sedation. So what we do at the clinic is pure local anaesthetic. So if you've got a mole, a cyst, a small thing, you can have uh, local anaesthetic with, sorry, that's pure local anaesthetic. If you have local anaesthetic with sedation, that's a level up from local anaesthetic. So that's often if you're having a bit, sorry, I'm going to hide that comment because I'm going to bring it back. Um, uh, so local anaesthetic with sedation, we're going to do bigger operations like low, um, breast augmentations and tummy tucks and things like that. You can do under local anaesthetic with sedation quite well. Tummy tucks quite big. You can do it, but it's quite a big op. Um, 
and that is sort of like a general anesthetic. So if you're having a local anesthetic with sedation, you should treat it with a general, like a general anesthetic because it often requires an anesthetist to be present and you often will need to have the potential to convert it to a general anesthetic. So we treat you, um, this is how we do, we do it, we treat you like a general anesthetic case and so you'll be starved normally six hours before. Um, now, oh, what's this? I've got a comment here. Um, how Shona says, how long must you not have alcohol for? Um, no, no limit on it, Shona. Well, it's the same as the fluid. So six hours before. Having said that, you don't want to be drunk uh, when you come to the hospital. We have had that. Um, and we cancelled the case that the patient had been drinking till about two o'clock in the morning and had, you know, fulfilled the six hour criteria. But uh, they were... Uh, intoxicated when they came to the ward so we um so you know within reason you can have a uh, glass of wine i suppose or a glass of beer the night before or something like that but i wouldn't go crazy on it must it was it 24 hours or longer yeah to, you know less than 24 hours or so it's a six or six hour thing if you, have a, if you have a drink the night before no one's going to say anything to you the next day but you obviously don't want to be drunk and hungover and dehydrated because that's the thing that alcohol can do because you're going to be starved for six hours so you don't run when you want to go excessive on the alcohol so it's not a reason we'll do the 24 hour thing but uh you don't have to wait for 24 hours um um oh well meal meal out with husband and a couple a couple of night before surgery she's just checking yeah absolutely fine yes don't worry about that absolutely fine absolutely fine um right i've got to get in sync because we have got a backlog now we've got the tattoo on the chest we've got what was the other one uh, only a glass or two absolutely fine shona as long as you don't go crazy on it the actual just having a bit of alcohol is absolutely fine um, but I would say maybe have some water in the morning because you don't want to be dehydrated for the surgery when you're being starved for that period of time. So it does dehydrate your alcohol. So you make, make sure you rehydrate yourself anyway. Um, so, yes, don't worry. Relax. A couple of days before is absolutely fine. And oh, what's this? Question from Kate. Kate from, you know. Anyway, this is this is the life, isn't it? So, Kate, are patients registered on the best implant register? Kate, now, have you had surgery? I think you've had surgery, haven't you? And when did you have surgery? We do it now, but we've just started doing it relatively recently. But you could register on it retrospectively if you haven't registered on it already. We send patients uh, a form to opt in on the breast so breast implant registry, register, which is a recent thing. People often, I think the public out there think we know, oops, we know what's going on with breast implants and we know what the rupture rate and the capsular contracture rate is, but we don't. The fact is we don't. Before, you know, we had a breast implant register years ago, but then they stopped it. And so people are putting in implants, taking out implants, implants are rupturing, all sorts of things were happening and people were just doing it in their individual practices. So uh, with the um, um, the Keo review and part of that was bringing a new um, a, a breast implant register and then, then we it's a voluntary thing so you don't have to do it but you're it's a good thing to do i think to register your implants with a central database so then if there is one type of implants you know because that pip thing 
uh, with those dodgy implants they were rupturing things but again people were just finding it in their own little world thinking oh these implants are rupturing but there wasn't a central body looking at all of the implants saying hold on a minute something wrong with these implants because they're rupturing more often than they should be so that's what a red the, the national register aims to do pick up problems uh, that might occur so you're encouraged to do that so um, if you haven't um, if, for a, if you haven't registered Kate or if you don't think you are registered uh, I will look into it because I think we know you don't we so I think um, we'll give you we'll give you we'll get in touch tomorrow Kate to talk about whether you registered or not and if you're not registered give you the paperwork just a form to fill in um and so yeah you need the details of the implants which you, if you haven't got we all got we've got i'm assuming we've done i think we've done the surgery we've done this that's if you we've done the surgery we haven't then um so yeah but now we send it out to everyone pre-op everyone gets it but i don't know if it, if you you didn't you may not have got it um so look at this antonietta have you got video now antonietta huh you've got this wonderful background um, for a person with changing blood pressure, this may represent a major risk factor for anesthesia. Um, interesting question. Kate says, yes, please. Your yes, yes, I will. No problem. You are welcome. I've made a note of that, Kate, so that is going to get done. You write it down, it gets done. Um, oh, God, oh, my Lord, alive. Helen's put in a My Lord. This software is worth its weight in gold. Is this was this normally happening? And I didn't even realize. I don't think it was actually. I think it's just wow. Antonietta, hoping you got audio video, but if not, I'm going to answer your question right now. For a person with changes in blood pressure, this may represent. Um, that's more of a statement, really. But um, I don't necessarily agree. If it's a slight month. Um, blood pressure can be a problem, particularly high blood pressure for things like hematoma can be a risk factor if you're having surgery, um, because if your blood pressure is high, then it can increase your risk of bleeding. And so you have an increased risk of that complication following surgery. So it is a bit of a worry if you've got an uncontrolled high blood pressure. So we would say to you, if you have got blood pressure, certainly if you know that you've got, we got more coming in from Italy here. Antoinette, Antoinette is from Italy, and so is Anna. So, buonasera, tutti. Um, so, oh, where's that one? So, um, the uh, having an uncontrolled high blood pressure is a risk factor for surgery, and so you should get your blood pressure controlled and go and see your doctor and have it controlled before having surgery, especially elective surgery, which is what all this cosmetic surgery type stuff is elective, so it's planned. Um, weight fluctuations when when you're under anesthesia they have a very good control of your blood pressure so you don't tend to have weight fluctuations during um, anesthesia um, so they can control your your blood pressure during anesthesia but um, fluctuations in your blood pressure at other time is bad you know you don't have higher than low so that's something you need to get treated before having anesthesia uh, before having an elective operation, you need to get your blood pressure controlled. But actually, actually, you know, while you're having the surgery, your blood pressure will be very well controlled because the anesthetist will be able to completely control it. Um, so, yeah, you need to avoid big weight fluctuations. Um, sorry, I've got that. Excuse me. Sorry. Oh dear. I, I, you know what? I think I can put up a... 
put up another screen. I've seen people do that, which is something I was going to do today, but I don't. I haven't got that far in the uh, in the um, instructions for this stuff, so I don't know how to do that. But that's something that's very exciting. I saw someone putting in other screens. Oh, you know what else I can do? I can share. I can talk to you, or I can share the screen with you. I think I have to do something. You know what, Antonietta, you are very welcome. And if I could like that comment, I would. In fact, if I like them all, uh, I can. I think I should have clicked another box before I started the video because I can then do shares of um, share the screen. So if you want to ask a question, I can invite you into the lobby. You can come into the lobby and then I bring you on and we do a split screen of you and me. What do you think? Um, so, yeah, Antonietta, you're very welcome. Um, so. We've got a question live. I'm not. I am aware that I've got my my standard questions to go in, so I'm going to do this because I might lose it in the sea of. Which way is it? In the sea of questions, Helen says, "Do polyurethane plants give a more stuck-on appearance as they don't move around?" Tia, that might be tar. Um, thanks, Helen, very much for your question. Uh, no, no, they do not. Um, you are absolutely right. A lot of people worry about this stuck thing about polyurethane implants. They, people come back and they do research. They go, oh, they're difficult to remove, aren't they, polyurethane implants? Um, and obviously, I'm like, yes, they are more difficult to remove, but that's not a major problem because you don't often have to remove them. Um, and people think, oh, do they feel stuck on and they don't move? Now, as a rule, implants are a bit more, a bit less, uh, mobile than normal breast tissue so um, as a rule implants don't move as much as normal breast tissue um, and some people like this some people when they lie on their back don't want them to sort of go in down to the sides so they don't move as much as normal breast tissue but they still do move a bit they don't sort of stay stuck all the time so when you jump up and down they do move or when you lie down they do move so this is implants in general polyurethane implants are not more or less movable than silicone implants they do feel a bit firmer to start off with and you're absolutely right they do what have you said stuck on well they sort of do they become integrated with the tissues uh and they do feel a bit firmer and sometimes you can feel the edges and things but they don't give a different look when i first started using polyurethane implants people would say to me oh can i have some can you show me some photos of people who got polyurethane implants and i did some slides of people with polyurethane implants and then I thought to myself, why am I doing this? Because they look exactly the same. You can't tell by looking whether someone's got polyurethane implants or silicone implants. They look the same. Dimensions are similar. Um, you know, they just they just look the same as silicone implants. But they um, they are slightly more difficult to remove because that's not a big problem. They feel a bit firmer. Sometimes you can feel the edges of them, things like that. So there are some issues with this um, integration of the scar tissue with the implant. But as, as far as the appearance goes, no, they don't look more stuck on. The stuck-on appearance is more like the profile. So, an extra, you know, the higher profiles, extra high profiles, and things give a more stuck-on and fuller look. That's the sort of stuck-on appearance, and you can get that with silicone or polyurethane implants. So, it's not so much the implant that is causing that stuck-on appearance. So, what's that? Who am I? That's who I am. What? How often is this? Okay, every Tuesday at seven p.m. What do I want you to do? Scroll it through. Comment and share. Um, oh, Tia is thanks in advance, is it? Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. 
not up with the TLAs. Yeah, three-letter abbreviations. Sorry about that. Thank you for your answer. Yeah, you're welcome. YW. Cool. rubbish isn't it anyway um yeah you're very welcome helen um hope that's be helpful um tattoo no uh, local yes tattoos chap who's just inquired just now just all this this afternoon big tattoo on the chest and he said no it's too big he can't have it removed and he's a bit upset at that because he thinks he wants to have it removed and even if he has some of it removed can we do laser for the rest um it's a really bad area for it for a scar the chest is a bit sort of the chest. It's a really bad area for a scar. The chest doesn't tend to scar well. There's risk of lumpy scarring, and the tattoo is just way too big for excision. So I just don't even think of there's anywhere to start with it, to be honest with you, because it'll be the worst of both worlds. You'll have a scar, which is potentially a bad scar, and a tattoo, because we're not going to be able to get rid of it all. There are bits of red in it, which I think they will struggle with the laser. But rather than cutting bits out and then seeing what the laser would do, my advice would be to get the laser on it you know, first, and then if there's anything the laser can't do, so if those bits of red are sort of prominent, I could potentially cut them out. But I've got to say, I think the scar will be worse than the tattoo, in my advice. So a big thing on the chest. Sorry, I don't think that's um, I don't think that's a good thing to have removed. Sorry about that. Um, and we've got a chap. I don't know. I can't remember if I talked about this last week because I know he inquired before and then has come back. He's, he's had a gynecomastia somewhere else. And he's got some dents, wishes he'd never done, very unhappy. And I think I've seen some photographs of it. But um, I said maybe fat grafting, uh, but, you know, scar revision is always difficult. He's now come back and said, why can't you just remove, release the fat, uh, sorry, release the scar and then fill that area where the scar has been released with fat. And I can understand why you're saying that, but you can't do that because when you release the fat, release the scar the i can't have my helmets on can i i want my helmets on with this um not that you know that's part of it but you know just skimming my head that when you release the scar whenever you get a scar tethered scar pulled in scar that's the problem whenever you've done surgery the scarring if you take away fat fatty tissue from the chest area and you take away the fatty tissue and you replace that with scar if the scar tethers to the skin and it tethers to the muscle you can get a dent particularly when you move the muscle you can get it twitching so if you just release the scar you'll leave a space now that space will fill with more scar so if you just release the scar that's the problem the space fills with more scar and you know you've done nothing if you release the scar if you cut the scar boom you you know everything looks great if you and you think, oh, crikey, well, how am I going to stop that space filling with scar tissue? If you inject fat into that space, the fat will die. When you do fat injections, it's called fat grafting. Now, a graft is a piece of tissue that has to get its blood supply from the recipient plate, the recipient bed. So it's like you take some tissue from somewhere and you put it somewhere else and it gets its blood supply from the place where you put it. So when you put a graft on, it's like a skin graft, and you put a graft on the skin, it has to get a blood supply from the the wound bed that you're putting it on simply when you put injecting fat it has to get a blood supply from the surrounding tissues so you have to inject it in very very small aliquots of of parcels of injection into the tissue and each aliquot has to be surrounded by vascularized tissue and so that little piece of fat will survive if you inject a big blob of fat 
a bit around the outside, might survive, but the bit in the middle will die, it might get infected, might form an abscess. So it is not a good idea to just release that scar, make a space and fill that space with fat, because that fat will die, probably get infected, it'll just discharge out and it'll be a bad thing to do. So you have to inject the fat in very small aliquots. And what you have to do when you're doing it with the scar is just try and get it into the scar. You can't just make a big release of the scar and phew, you have to inject it into the scar to try and get some fat into the scar. And it's really difficult to do because if you, you, it's frustrating, it's difficult, and the tendency is to put it in the places where it's easy to put the fat, which is on either side of the scar. I have talked about this, I think. But anyway, on either side of the scar, making it, building up the bit on either side of the scar so you make a dent uh, bigger, so you make your dent worse. And so the, it seems like an easy problem, but it is not an easy problem. Uh, au contraire, it's a difficult problem and there is no easy answer. So I would be careful about having revision surgery. I know your surgeon said that they can do scar revision. It is difficult and it's hard to guarantee results with scar revision because you're dealing with your, the way your body scars. And that's an unpredictable thing. But I suppose we're dealing with that all the time. But it's particularly difficult with um, with scars when you're operating on a scar, you know, a scar of a scar. So that's that. That's me. I think I've asked all my question. That I think I'm, I can safely say that is the best one for me anyway I've ever done. I've had live comments. I've answered those comments live. It's just I am happy about that. I've been looking forward to this all day. And I, when I found out about this thing where you put stuff on the screen, I thought that's fantastic. You know, I can put stuff like that. I can put stuff like that. And I could probably put other stuff if I'd um, written some other stuff. I could have put some other stuff. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much, uh, Helen, Antonietta, uh, Anna, Kate, um, Shona. Let's not forget Shona. Shona was here earlier on giving me hands or I don't know what it was, a clap maybe. So let's not forget, forget Shona. We cannot forget Shona. Terry, Terry was here. Oh, Jane was here. Did, did Jane is here. Good evening, Jane. I don't know if we showed that, Terry. Um, Kirk, of course, Kirsten was here. Uh, who could play at Kirsten? And I mean, it's just been, um, it's just been emotional. So I'm going to go and have a lie down now. Sorry, how do I get that off? Uh, I'm going to have a go and have a lie down. I suggest you do likewise. Um, next week, I am so looking forward to this. And if we can keep this up, guys, honestly, I'll put the camera at a different angle, sort out my backdrop. I might get a green screen. Yeah, have the Amazon rainforest, whatever. Oh, my God. We've got another question live. Surely not. Surely not steph has asked another question live how do we pronounce your name <laughs> that's fantastic steph that's fantastic steph i don't mind steph i am not precious about it i really don't mind uh i get all sorts Steno, steiniano stainer stains um i say Stiano. Piano, Stiano. Oh, Jonathan is the first one. I'm presuming you know how to pronounce that. So, yeah, Stiano. Stiano um, is how I do it. Oh, Terry's coming. Terry's come in with a late one. Terry, you're a legend. Steph, Stiano is the answer to that. Sorry? Why is Steph saying sorry? Steph, don't say sorry. Anyone who brings a question to this party is not going to say sorry, I tell you. Because that 
because what is the idea of this? Let's not forget, comment and share. <laughs> I suppose to put the share thing, but you know, comment definitely. I don't know how you share, but um, definitely comment, Steph. And you just commented, so I'm not having sorry. Thank you for commenting. Diana is the answer. Now, if it is possible to have another question, we have got another one. Terry, thank you very much. What other surgery do you do? What kind of questions that's Terry? You're just looking randomly at other surgery. Um, I do um, most of my work is breast and body contouring. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't know if I should look at that. Oh my lord. Hold on a minute. I think it's sunburnt. What's going on? Handsome like piano. Yeah. Thank you, Steph. Blimey O'Reilly. Steph, what's going on? Okay, right, thank you. Very kind, Steph. Very kind. Oops. No, sorry. Um embarrassing. Oh, got a wife next door, Steph, so uh, you know, keep it down. Um what other surgery do you do? Um Oh I'm done yet. <laughs> All day long. I should start this earlier, shouldn't I? Well no, I'm I'm okay. It's not too late, is it? Twenty two eight, right? Whoa. Antonietta, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do your question in a minute. Well, it's not really, but anyway. Um, sorry, Terry. So I do breast and body contouring, Terry. So everything in the breast, you name it, lips, asymmetries, tuberous breast deformity, congenital abnormality, um, obviously the implants, inverted nipple, areola reduction, breast reconstruction. I do all types of breast reconstruction, implants, um, flaps. Uh, I do pedicle flaps, so flaps in the back, lap dorsi, um, tummy flaps, free flap, diep flap. Don't do so much free, which is the tummy one that brings up. So any sort of nipple reconstruction, anything in the breast reconstruction arena, uh, mainly cosmetic breast these days. Body, tummy tucks, arm uh, reduction, thigh lifts, liposuction. Um, so, yeah. I do mainly breast and body. I also do some skin. So I do mole cysts, uh, skin cancer, BCCs, SCCs, melanoma. Work with a, a couple of dermatologists um, who, you know, refer me patients, but well, you can be I self-refer as well. Um, and, you know, other sorts of skin surgery like the tattoo and what have you. The main thing I don't do is I don't do facial plastic surgery. So I don't do rhinoplasty, nose jobs. I don't do facelifts, I don't do blepharoplasties, I don't do brow lifts, I don't do non-surgical, so I don't do Botox fillers, all those sorts of things. <laughs> you could have asked me tomorrow, Terry, but I am very glad you asked me tonight, actually, because that, that is, no, I'm going to shake you by the hand tomorrow and say thank you. Um, well, I'll see you tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I don't do the facial cosmetic surgery, uh, fillers and all the Botox and all that um, rhinoplasty. We've got a surgeon at the clinic. Uh, who does do that sort of thing. But the main focus that I'm trying to focus the clinic on is doing um, is the breast and body, because that's where we're really strong, um, the breast and body contouring. And we're doing quite a lot of skin. Um, in fact, if I've got another surgeon just coming to work with who does a lot of skin, um, a lot of skin in the NHS. So, yeah, that's growing the skin, because we can do that at the clinic, so you don't have to go to the hospital for that. Um, but, um, yeah, so we're doing a lot of that sort of thing so uh yeah but if you're interested in anything really i know people i know people so i can always maybe put you in the direction if you want any facial stuff we know people who do facial stuff and non-surgical stuff like that um but thanks for asking the question terry 
And I'm going to put this, what I would like to talk about, breast reduction. I hope you can soon make a transmission on this. Thanks. Um, tell you what, Antonietta, I can definitely make a transmission on breast reduction. I can talk all day long about breast reduction. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. I can do that. Shall I do it? <laughs> yeah, what, what, yeah, okay. Um, main thing, as I say about breast reduction, is a big op. I'd love to share the screen. I might do that next time, see if I can share the screen. Actually, maybe I shouldn't do that, because I was going to say the scarring, but if I start showing scarring or breast reduction, that might put people off. I won't do that. I'm not going to show scarring or breast reduction. But you can talk about that. But yeah, the scarring of the breast structure is something to be aware of. Yeah, it's good op because it lifts and reduces the volume of the breasts. Um, but it is quite a big op and there's quite a few um, things you have to be aware of, potential for complications and things like that. So you have to have a bit good discussion with your surgeon about it. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, if you, I'll tell you what, Anne, uh, Ton, Antonietta, I hope I'm saying. Yeah, this is like my name. I think I hope I'm saying your name correctly. Um, yeah, if you've got specific questions about breast reduction, I'm very happy to talk about about, about that. Uh, I've got information on my website. I've got a Q and A. Oh, you know what? Oh, you know what? I'm going to try some while I'm talking. I'm going to be talking, and I'm going to try something. I've got a Q and A um, frequently asked questions guide on my website, um, and. Uh, so you can download my guide with some frequently asked questions about breast um, reduction. So, but yeah, if you've got any questions, then I will be specific about it. I don't know what you saw there. What did you see there? I'll have to sell it. There's the, oh God, that's Freddie calling me now. What if that's clickable? Is that a clickable link? Anyway, go to the website and the breast reduction page. There's some info on it. Um, Anyway, what happens when I do that? So yeah, so there's, and there's a you can download a guide, a PDF. So you just download a PDF, uh, Antonietta. But as I say, if you've got specific questions, very happy to talk about that. And Antonietta, you've been a legend tonight as well. As I say, I don't know who wins tonight because there's been some real good contributors today, and I I thank you all for that. Um, best ever. I think that I think we'll find. And I'm going to check out now, if that's all right. Normally I'm saying oh, any, if there's any comments and I missed them. And look at this comments everywhere comments coming out of our ears uh but again if there is any comments because i think sometimes comments come after the broadcast and i don't can't quite tell when they've come i'm going to do that um big hand yeah high five i don't know what is that is that high five or tia um uh, if there's any comment if so if there is comments afterwards i will answer them and go through them next week was there stuff from last week I was supposed to do this week? Just probably the same thing that I, I did, I think. So checking myself out, and I am emotional, really am. That was really good for me. Thank you all very much. Very, very happy about that. Um, so if it's all right with everybody, I'm going to go live. I mean, go non-live. And, you know, you never know could be you sharing the screen with me next week if i can get that i'll try that split screen thing if anyone's up for sharing the screen not sure if i'm up for that actually that could go the recipe for disaster but anyway never nothing ventured nothing gained shona on behalf of myself and all my other contributors and yourself i'm going to say goodbye and thank you good night
look at the screen more. Good, good night. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.